This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com. everyone and uh this evening we have somebody that is new to the osiris podcast family uh a new podcast called amigos and this is mike fenoya he is a stand-up comedian he's the producer for impractical jokers and a self-proclaimed music freak like we are so i think he'll fit right in here um he invites his friends and colleagues and special guests and all walks of life for uh entertainment world to discuss music comedy and everything in between so uh, i'm going to introduce you right now hello mike Vanoya. how you doing i'm good what's up how you doing good 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 mike this is christy my co-host hi mike how are you hi christy good hey. to see you hey. talk to you and <laughs> jason hey mike how are you hi jason how are you bud good hanging in there So I was pretty psyched. Uh, We had our little conference call the other day and I just appreciated your, your uh, animation on, on the phone call, honestly. And then I was, (laughs) so I'm like, all right, he's excited because I get really excited. Don loves excitement. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I was in a, I was in a casino all Uh, weekend uh uh, doing stand up at Uh uh, Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. And I'm not the biggest casino guy. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, any way I could talk to anyone outside of that building makes me very, very excited. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it gets to a point after a while where you're like, casino people are like the weirdest people in the world. <laughs> I can imagine doing stand up in a casino is unlike any other way, any other place you'd do it, right? You know, yeah, it's interesting. I was actually on a phone call with uh, Tom Marshall that when I was at the uh, casino too, and I was, I told him a joke that I was a new joke that I was working on and it's kind of an analogous thing. And, uh, the, the tag that comes after the punchline. Well, hang on. Little, Can you tell us a joke? <clears throat> uh, I'll tell you the joke it. I was working yeah, okay, on. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I kind of try to like, I'm not, a, I'm not a political person at all. This isn't the joke I'm telling you about me. Sure. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I think that all politicians are, uh, phony and I don't really get into much political banter because I don't believe in it. Um, I think it's just a weird thing, you know, and I I feel nowadays everybody's kind of getting very, uh, you know, I feel like we're all equal. Not to sound like a huge hippie, but I feel like we're all equal. We all matter the same. Everybody is, you know, male, female, black, white, gay, straight. Everyone's the same to Mm me. I don't, look at stuff that way. If you're a jerk, I don't like you. And yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. a nice person, I love you. I don't care who you are or whatever. And I was telling this joke about how we're all equal. 
and we all equally don't matter. We all mean nothing in the grand scheme of things. Like we're all just blips on the radar, you know, like Mm -hmm. we're, we're all pimples on this ass that we call earth. (laughs) Some of them, some of us are blackheads and some of us are whiteheads and you know, we just all kind of have to coexist. But right now, there's this big painful orange cyst that's making everything a little bit weird. And that was just my quick little rip on, on Trump. And that got like, you know, everyone was laughing up until I said painful orange cyst. And then the, you know, casino, you know, peep pride came and they were like, Oh, wait a minute. Hang on. Like that might, that sounds like the guy I voted for. You know, it got a weird. Like, so it's just funny that like, People nowadays will laugh until they hear something they think they're not supposed to be laughing at. And then they're like, wait a minute. Oh, hold on. I'm supposed to be mad at that. So, so is that something you come across often, though, when you are telling jokes? Like, well, if- yeah, I mean, it's just it, it really. Yeah, I think that m- what I try to do in, in you know, personally <laughs> is I try to remain as uh, autobiographical as possible, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then I feel like if you're if you're ripping on yourself or you're goofing on you know, yourself, it's kind of hard to polarize anything or divide a crowd or, you know, anybody. I'm not really like a Bill Hicks or a George Carlin kind of guy where it's like, I want to go out there and preach about, you know, like, I just kind of like to tell jokes. I think that, you know, my favorite comic in the world is Dave Attell. And um, I don't know if you guys know who he is. If of you're course, listeners, of don't course. Know, please yeah, yeah. look him up. He's amazing. <laughs> He's the greatest. And I've, I've luckily, you know, through it's just amazing what just going for it does. I've become very close friends with him. Him and I are like, he's like a mentor to me. He brings me out on the road sometimes and not even knowing him, you know, but we work together at the comedy cellar in Manhattan and I, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll host shows where I'm bringing up, I'll do like 15 minutes up top. And then I'll bring up comic after comic. And whenever Dave's on, all the comics upstairs come down to watch. You know, it's like, what's Dave going to do tonight? And it's not like he's going out trying to rattle cages. It's just he is literally like a poet when it comes to the way that he plays with words and the confidence. It's just so unbelievably inspiring, you know? So when I write a joke, I kind of have this like, would a tell tell this joke kind of thing, you know? And if it's something that I feel like he would be like, ah, that stinks. Can we I'm- hear your best to tell impression? <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. I'm trying to do one, but I couldn't think of it I've right off one. the top of my head. I've got one. It's, it's probably terrible. I would just tell my favorite Attell joke, but it's the Jägermeister one. <laughs> he's like, he's like, it was something about like, you know, waking up in a bush. Yeah, yeah. You're crawling out of a bush with one shoe on. Jägermeister. Fish tour. Yeah, <laughs> fish tour. So how, how often does the fish or the, the dead work their way into your your stuff? Do you talk about it? I mean, I've heard some of your things online, but yeah, is that, that a common kinda, thread? Well, I, you know, it's kind of funny that, you know, I started, my love for the Grateful Dead started when I was eight years old, eight years old. My dad- mm-hmm. My dad had records and one stack was ones I could listen to and one stack was ones I couldn't listen to. (laughs) And in the stack I could not listen to was Sabbath, Zappa, and The Grateful Dead. And those are now my three favorites. Absolutely. The Grateful Dead like at like such a young age, like the artistry, the the album covers, the folklore, the kind of sing songy, like Jerry's voice was very uh you know, very um like comforting 
in a in a in a weird way. Like mm-hmm. you know, you open up a Sabbath album and there's like a, a dead lady in a box holding a glowing cross, and I'm like, I'm scared to death. I couldn't even sleep if that was in my room. I had to put it out in the hallway. <laughs> and then Zappa was just too weird. Yeah. So right. Zappa's I, hard I for a little kid, that's for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So <laughs> when so like I I I you think about it, and it's, so I'm gonna, I'm 38. I've been seeing concerts since I was like 14. I started seeing fish when I was 15. Damn. It's been a majority of my life. And I try very hard to equate fish and tour and my love of the dead and my love of music to the stage, you know? Do people get um, it? Like that's civilians? The thing. That's the thing. I the mean, muggles? Yeah. <laughs> It, the thing the thing that's weird is that I kind of try to look at the elements of, of tour that, you know, I've told some stories on stage that have gotten uh, pretty, pretty fun pops. The, the thing that's cool about comedy now is there's a lot of different shows. There's a lot of theme shows. There's a guy there's a comic named Ari Shafir mm-hmm. who runs a show called This Is Not Happening or it used to be him that ran it. Okay. Now it's Roy Wood that hosts it on Comedy Central. But uh, Ari's a very good friend of mine and he took it on the road and uh, I told a story about I think I've seen me, that right babe we've watched yeah, that. You've seen that. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like me and a buddy eating mushrooms the day the story of the ghost came out and I thought it was I thought Frankie says was the greatest song in the history <laughs> of I'll send you guys a link to it if you want I would to, love to that. put it up with this Please but send. I thought that Frankie says when I was tripping I thought that that was the that was like music at its ultimate perfection uh-huh. and nothing would ever be better. And I was just crying and I uh, opened my windows and I started like frisbeeing all my CDs out the window. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Wait, while you were driving down the street? No, or was this no, in a, was like a house? Apartment. Okay, in an apartment. My, okay. apartment. <laughs> my buddy came home who I had done the-, the, the Dude, I found tr- all these CDs. <laughs> and I'm like, he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, get up here. You got to hear this. It's musical perfection. And I watched him who wasn't a fish fan, listened to it. And he goes, this is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. And it like sobered me right up. And I'm like, we should go get my CDs off the lawn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope they're I still here. It. I got some good fun tour stories that I tell. Um, what I'm working on behind the scenes is, and I'll explain what I mean by behind the scenes in a sec, but like mm-hmm. I'm kind of trying to work on an hour like like a one man show or whatever you want to call it, where it's just about tour. It's just about fish. It's just about since I started doing stand up, yeah. I go to shows a lot. I go to con- uh, music like concerts a lot differently now. Mm-hmm. Like I I tend to enjoy sitting behind the stage. I like to watch people. Um, mm. I'm constantly taking notes in my phone because I I it really somehow clears my mind and I think about joke ideas while I'm at concerts. It's it's amazing how it gets well, the, my particular, you know, juices flowing when it comes to that's you know, all the goofy ideas. shit happens. Yeah, yeah. What is it in particular that you're looking for? Or well, or or maybe that what what intrigues you? What do you find is amusing while you're what because yeah, there, there's a lot of funny shit going on if you're looking at it in that way. Totally. I think the thing that like I, I think that one thing I've always tried to do I do a lot of like uh Transcendental meditation is something that I do twice a day and I, I try to do different like get out and hike with my dog and mm-hmm. just shut off devices and shut off computers and just kind of get like back to thinking the way that like, you know, we did before all this bullshit, you know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, music for some reason gets me to that point where I'm just not my thoughts aren't getting in the way of my thoughts, if that makes any sense. I don't know if that makes sense, but mm-hmm. it's like 
you know, you're always kind of, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I'm not doing enough of, you know, this. So how do I have the right to sit and write jokes right now or whatever? You know, like your own dumb idiosyncrasies get in the way. But when you're at a concert, all, all, all channels are flowing all, you know, it like, uh, mental blocks are lowered and I'm able to just kind of think clearly and I'll be sitting there kind of, I'll text something to myself or I'll write a note. And then of course, two days later after the show, I look at it and I'm like, what the hell does wheelbarrow mean? <laughs> like, I have no idea what I even wrote, you know, it's just some t- one dumb word, but, uh, I'll I never really... forget this. Yeah. Right. I yeah, do right. that you all want... the time. Yeah. I write in my notes, it shows and I'll like even attach a picture to it. <laughs> And in in the moment, it is so like, it's everything. And then like a day and a half later, I'm like, wait, what? What was that? And what is that eyeball? (laughs) That's so hilarious. We were sitting outside the comedy cellar the other night. It was uh, myself and uh, Big J Okerson and Dan Soder, the guys who host the bonfire on Sirius XM. And we were going through our phone and looking at some of the notes that we had <laughs> that like m- make no sense anymore. But like w- at the time, it just made so much sense. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. such a weird thing to do with other comics where it's like we look at things and we're like social landmines. Like I have a note in my phone that says social landmines. And then I have another one that says you smell delicious. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Are they next to me? Like you don't even remember the context. I have Can't. no clue. It was like, and then you look at the time and it's like, oh, 4, 12 a.m. And it's like, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Well, that, that makes that's total just, you know, sense. Living out in the world. If you come up with a harebrained scheme at the fish show, God knows what was going through your mind at that yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Could yeah. be anything. Well, you know, the thing, the thing that's kind of neat now, I'd say about like the different vehicles we have for creativity and content. Um, you know, you've got YouTube, you've got Netflix, you've got Hulu and, you know, uh, all these different things that you could, um, utilize to put out your, your stuff. Um, I would, I'm really like hoping to develop, you know, a good 45 minute to an hour piece about how important this music is, how important and how funny, me, I've grown through so many different levels of my life and what the one constant has been fish tour, which is very weird. You know, I've gone through so many different changes in my life, but it's like the one thing that's always been there is that feeling when you pull into the parking lot and you shut off your car and you get out and you're just you're among these friends. Automatically you know? dancing. I actually, yeah. You're just back, you know, and it's like yeah. this timeless place that we could find. And, 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 the thing that's kind of, you know, neat about now I feel is that every line maybe doesn't need a punchline. It could be more of like a story throughout, you know, sure. starting in 95 going to today or whatever the case may be and uh kind of make it for like maybe do it at Garcia's or something at the Capitol Theater instead of doing it at like a comedy club or do you know what I mean? Like there's but so sure. many do different Do you want it vehicles. to be funny? Is it Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, it's a cut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Saying, you know, it's almost kind of like you know, when, you, when you're thinking about writing material, you know, it doesn't like when I'm hosting a show or when I'm headlining a show or when I'm warming up for the Impractical Jokers at Nassau Coliseum or whatever, every single thing is different. So you kind of have to have a lot of different pitches that, that you could throw. Hmm? So you got to be a quick shooter. Yeah. And also you kind of have to know, like maybe when I'm opening up for, you know, I, I, I write for the, I'm the I'm producer for the show and practical jokers and I open up for them on the road and now we're doing, you know, stadiums, we're right? Do, we're doing, we're doing or arenas. Close to it. Yeah. Arenas. Yeah. 
That's yeah, awesome. So I just did uh, Oklahoma or no Minnesota State Fair, and we had nine thousand people at the show. Wow! Jesus. So when I go out there. I'm not the show, you know, so you got to kind of check your ego and be like, all right, I'm going to go out and kind of, you know, get these people warmed up for my friends because they're here to see my friends. You know what I mean? If I'm going out and I'm doing an hour at a comedy club, I'm going to, it's going to be for me. It's my show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you you got to open for a band. Have I ever Um, opened for a band? Uh, No, I I've done. I mean, on some small level stuff, like, you know, when I started out, like when it's like a music and comedy kind of thing. In fact, I ran a show called Codename where it was me and a four piece jazz band. And what we did was they were they played like legit songs, like not they didn't just go up and noodle, but they played like one song would be like a Calypso song. One would sound like Coltrane. One would be, you know, a little avant garde. And at a designated time they would lower their volume from like an eight to like a two and a comic would go on stage and do a set yeah. with them. Yeah. 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 And it was so fun. If you're ever uh, bored one day and you're looking for a laugh, uh, you know, Hannibal Burris, mm-hmm. he, uh, opened first, you know, the band, you know, Umphreys McGee. Yeah, of course. Well, uh, yeah, sure. Well, they're both from Chicago and Hannibal went to one of the Umphreys shows and either Jake or, you know, Stacey, somebody had the bright idea to send Hannibal out as like an opener kind of thing. It was like a last minute deal, but yeah. no one in the crowd knew that like a comedian was going to come out beforehand. <laughs> so everyone's all jacked up to see Humphreys <laughs> and Hannibal goes out and he starts telling jokes. And they're like, what the, f- what is going yeah. on? They start chanting Humphreys in the oh, middle no. of his set. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. Give, and you give, know, give that one a look. Yeah. Well, it's weird. Um, when I was in my early 20s, I wrote for Relics Magazine. I met I met Ken Kesey at Darien Lake 97, and well, I stayed in touch with him. I have to tell you, so that's one of my things. If you want to talk about that right now, that's definitely one of my bullets I have in here. Because oh, I, yeah, no, I we don't a, have to. I'll, yeah, we I really want to hear about it, though. So. Yeah, totally. Well, <laughs> yeah. What, the, the, the very, very long story short to the, to the point of, you know. What you were going to say uh, now, yeah, sure. I was at Berkshire. I was at Berkfest. Mm-hmm. which used to be this super fun music festival during like one of Fish's hiatus. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys ever went, but man, what a cool venue for a festival. Mm-hmm. And they would get like, you know, Soul Alive and Galactic and, uh, you know, a lot of the, like that. I've never even heard of it. Oh. It's in the Berkshires? It was in Great Barrington, Massachusetts wow. at Butternut yeah. Ski Resort. And it was it's, probably three or four years um, in a row they did it. And it was really really awesome the first couple years and then the last year there was way too much like what, what year was that hard drugs yeah, that were what... in the in the uh camping area and people's like stuff got broken into and you know what year it, was that uh this was like what 2002 three I feel like the whole hippie scene just went down. Like everybody just needed a break in that time. That was definitely the, you know. Yeah. Berkshire Mountain me. Music mm-hmm. Festival 2000. Mm-hmm. It was such a good time. Deep Banana Blackout. Like all these bands oh, yeah. that like Psychedelic Breakfast. I love Bela Deep Banana Blackout. Blackout. Mm-hmm. They're wicked Yonder good. Mountain, Mo, Galactic, String Cheese, uh, it was just wow. a really fun, you know, so one, pooch on that one, not going one year. Yeah. Well, what was cool about it was like, I had these backstage passes from relics and I'm hanging out backstage 
and we were having a dance off in the gold member tent. Me and Fuzz, the guitar player from Deep Banana Blackout, <laughs> we were so high and we were dancing around having a good time. And Jeff Ross, Roast Master General Jeff Ross from all the roasts, you know. I don't know if you guys know who he oh, is. Yeah. But yeah. I actually know who <laughs> he is. Yeah. The greatest. Yeah. The coolest guy in the world. And this is way before. Now we're buddies because of stand-up, but I didn't really know him. I was just a fan. And he was friends with someone was in his family was like involved in the jam band circuit somehow. And Jeff was backstage and he went up and he roasted the crowd oh, at the great. Fest. Oh, Jesus. I mean, just hilarious. He's like, I'm getting offered vegan blowjobs and tofu <laughs> pussy. And it was just such a fun goof, yeah. you know? Yeah. And everybody was like, it's kind of funny that like, People didn't know it, what was happening, you know? <laughs> and they were just such like... There's some assholes on stage making fun well, of us. they were probably <laughs> pretty serious time, it, was like, it was like the perfect blend of like... Well, not, yeah. it, was, it was the perfect blend of like kind of uh, confused, anemic kind of hippies <laughs> that were like, oh, hey, yeah, it's funny. And then other people were like, is this real? Like what, you know? And it was just kind of a lot of fun. But My pussy yeah. tastes fine. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We were like, we were back there, like, can you point us to that part of the tent? Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Actually, tofu pussy would probably be perfect. No, <laughs> no taste, right? Get Come out of on. here. Gross. The consistency makes me want to puke. Yeah, that's that's, that's tofu you're talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's great when when people who don't know, it's like flash mob comedy. I know comics who have gone. My buddy Jay, who I brought up earlier, Okerson, he's opened for Corn. He did the Gathering of the Juggalos, right. which God yeah. bless. I would, I would have loved to. The have Gathering seen that. of the Juggalos. Oh my God! Yeah, they had hey, a comedy. Do you know much he about- does like cruise, like Shiprocked, and some other cruises and stuff like that. You guys so. realizes that the Juggalos are not that far off from the Fish fans. Oh, I know. It's they, different you know, extremes. Do but I they got different with, grades in school. I sound ignorant. I've we're, never even heard of this Juggalos. Well, Good. Well, it's the band Insane Clown, Insane Clown Posse. Oh, yeah, and they have the okay. same yeah, like yeah. dedicated, diehard yeah. fans now as Fish okay. and Dead do. Know. They really but do. They don't Why promote did... things like hygiene or no, no, no. No, they, they do. They 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 promote Fago, which is like some soda, gnarly midwestern <laughs> soda. <laughs> yeah. And well, they, uh, I feel like uh, Fish does a really good job at promoting hygiene with their <laughs> with their showers. <laughs> Yeah, really. I know. <laughs> With their bare feet and hair. Well, the, uh, the people on the other hand. Nicer. Hey, we're a little shinier these days, you know? I have to say, that last Fish Festival I went to, what was it? I was there Bobkin for 20 Bloods. minutes, bro. No, not no. that one. The one before that. I've been to a lot of different festivals. That was the cleanest fucking festival I've ever been to. Oh, Magdal? Yeah, yeah, I have to agree. Yeah, we're I doing good. I, I think that they knocked it-, it out of the park with cleanliness, and I'm mm-hmm. OCD. So well, they really, <laughs> they really did the old switcheroo this year. Well, hey, yeah, um, uh, did, so Mike, clean. did you make it to to the fairgrounds or whatever of Curveball? No, we were we were a couple hours away from leaving, and I was in line at Walmart with a shopping cart full of last minute stuff I didn't need, but I thought I did. Oh yeah, and, of my friend texted me and he goes, uh, we're, um, the, the festival's canceled. Um, we're, uh, the festival's canceled. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I looked at my phone and it said, you know, due to whatever the festival. And I just left the cart in the checkout line and walked out. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't even you didn't you would, flip it or nothing. No, yeah. no, I just went outside and started calling people. But it was funny. The lady's like, hello, sir, you're next. And I was just like, I just walked out like, 
Someone just told me my house caught on fire. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, we were we on, had camp set up. Yeah, we were oh, all set man. up. Yeah, we had got up. Did we you got drink the up. water? Was it that bad? Oh, we drank the booze. Yeah, we drank the booze and no, all the fun stuff. My, uh, <laughs> one of my girlfriends who was camping with me was because she's, I would consider her a pretty hardcore environmentalist at this point. And she, like, brings her own things to use the water there. It's the one thing I won't do, and I don't use plastic water bottles ever. But I bought a couple big things of water, you know, the Poland Spring giant ones. And she brought reusable ones. And she was drinking the water, and she never got sick. No, no, I don't know anybody no. that that got sick about Except it. Except for Jason. Yeah, two Jason weeks later, no, wicked sick. Was, two weeks later, irregardless. Yeah, yeah but that is it. actually when you would get sick with an intestinal thing from water. Two Maybe weeks you, later. Not me, bro. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. He's... Oh, except I did. No. Yeah. <laughs> Jason actually got sick. Wicked sick. Really? <laughs> Wicked well, sick. I, well, I, it probably I don't know if it was you from that. Hey, quiet. The world is listening. I've got it under control. It's very painful. It's a horrible disease. You can either get it from getting sick or eating too many cheese steaks. So it could be either or. But you did not have cheesesteaks, though. Yeah, it was horrible. But I don't know if it's from that. But anyway, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. All I know is we had to pack up our shit the next day and go home. Yeah, we did. But we did have a lot of fun. We did all the partying for one night. And yeah, I heard about that. No sad. Yeah, Yeah, it was really stinks. I was so excited. You know, I the, the bummer about doing comedy is that. Um, I work at night. I work on the weekends. I work when all the fun stuff's happening, you know? So yeah. it's like, I, I don't really get much time off to go do things. And I was so excited. Cause I your life is fucking fun shows. all the time. That's like how they say like, uh, you know, fish never went to a fish concert, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like exactly. I don't get to go to comedy shows. I am the damn comedy <laughs> yeah, show. So yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's just, it's, uh, I was really looking forward to catching up with a lot of old friends and going to the show and, and just, you know, shutting things off and just getting, you know, getting funky with everybody. Are you going and to Albany? I'm going to Albany <gasps> and I'm going so to Vegas. Christy. All right, Chrissy and I are going to Albany. All right, we're doing this then, Mike. We'll meet up with you. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We're gonna. Don't worry. Some of us have real jobs. I'm going to my. I have to work. um... Sorry. Go ahead, there, Bub. Oh, I was going to ask you. Do you ever try to uh, plan like any of your comedy shows around tour? Well, you want to know what's interesting about this uh, Halloween? So the the club I work at, mainly in New York, is it's called the Comedy Cellar, and they just opened up a club in Las Vegas, and the Booker. Uh, sent me an email and she said, are you available the week of uh, October 31st to November oh. 4th to do Las Vegas? <laughs> well, what time are the like, shows? Two so, in the afternoon? Yeah, so check this out. It's, I have a show at seven and I have a show at nine and I'm, I'm going to go to, uh, I think I, I think I worked it so I could go first on the lineup nice. to showcase show, which means there's, you know, five comics doing like 10 or 15 minutes or whatever. Uh, 15 20 minutes maybe. So at the earliest, I could probably get out by 9.30, 9.40 and then head over. So I'm definitely going to miss all the first sets of all the shows, but I'm going to try to catch every – I already bought like a wristband. I bet if you, I'm, or I'm going to all four shows for sure. I can't like, be in town and not. Of course you know, not. Bro. Of course not. Yeah, we uh, – oh, God, this is hard. Well, no, it's not hard. We can't do it. I, I'm, uh, but like four day, pa- two four day passes just fell in our laps to, last yeah. night. I mean, not really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not for free, obviously, but no, I, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you know, for for uh, face. Don's all excited right now, but 
Yeah, Vegas is tough. Vegas is a tough. You know what it is? It's like anywhere else in the world, it'll it'll feel like four days. But if you're in Vegas, it's gonna feel like two weeks. Oh, I was there for two days, and I had to get the fuck out of there in '98. I was like, we got kicked out of the lot, and they were like, nope, like they wouldn't let any of us out there. Uh, I did something I've never done before and I've never do it again there (laughs) just in the state of Vegas. And the next day, yeah, we had all these burritos. They wouldn't let us sell them. I had to drop them off at a homeless shelter. We got the fuck out of there. It was like, no, at least you dropped them at a homeless shelter. Well, what I was going to do. Yeah. I had a whole bunch of them and they weren't, um, I think we had to find that, that one we had refried greens that were not vegetarian and we were vegetarian at the time. Oh, you got the kind with the lard in it? Yeah. Bad move. Uh, it was my, that's probably why it Dude, happened. I bet the hippies love that. Karma. No, but that was the only time we ever did it. And go figure. Yeah, that's why. It was yeah. over- <laughs> I, I used to be a that's hardcore vegetarian. And my, my, my ex-mother-in-law, who's actually a real sweetheart, you know. But, I mean, she was born in the 30s and just, you know, really was part of the, her, her father, like, was the part lard of the- movement? No, part of the Great Depression. So uh, any yeah, type yeah. of wasting of anything, yeah. she'd be like, oh, no, this is completely vegetarian. Afterwards, I'd be like- well, why do you have chicken broth there? And she's like, oh, that's just delicious. broth. That's, that's not chicken. Yeah, no, that's hilarious. It. Yeah. it doesn't have a beak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that was the last time I was there. Uh, so I, I feel like it'd be the same way. I, I just... well, we're trying to justify going, but it's impossible. No. I keep trying yeah, to... I wouldn't. I mean, I'll tell you the truth. I wouldn't be going if I wasn't go you know working that weekend and and in hampton i'm i'm gonna be at foxwoods the same weekend opening up for the impractical jokers and it's just that's the thing it's like you kind of can't say no to work when work is you know there's a uh, comedies there you know there, there's someone nipping at your heels every day that want those gigs so it's like oh, i sure. gotta be you know, uh, you it's know, you got to prioritize and stuff so luckily though thanks to couch tour like last new year's eve I did. This was so cool. I got the chance to open up for the Jokers at um, Nassau Coliseum. And that was my first time ever performing at a Coliseum. And it was also the fact that it was uh, Nassau. I mean, Island Tour changed my life. I mean, that that, those 98 shows, Nassau Providence. Mm -hmm. I mean, those were without doubt. I mean, I was finally like, you know, what was I like a year out of high school into college? And I was you know, on another planet and it's general admission down on the floor at Nassau and I'm running into friends I haven't seen in years. And the music was just, I mean, I still think of that as like the, the apex of fish Mm. creativity was like that 98, like going into Cyprus kind of that year. That's all near and dear to my heart, that whole era from like 96 to 98, 99. And, um, to be able to walk on stage there, you know, it was mm-hmm. just something real special. But the show was at seven o'clock, so I I was out of the of the show in time to catch the end of the first set and the rest of the night on uh, on on Couch Tour, which was it's just so cool. It it's really, just so great. You that know, we I have think that. about like the like the sh- I, see. I'm like not the most organized person. So go figure. I wasn't really good about holding onto tapes. So I was, you know, it, it took They're me. They're all on archives now. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mean... But back in the day, it took me freaking forever to get all this shit. I had to have like four tapes, one to be on the bottom of my car. I just listened to it over and over again. Whatever. Yeah, totally. So, well, back then you didn't hear it unless you were there. So, well, yeah. And that, and that, exactly. For the most part. Exactly. Right? And that too. So now, I mean, honestly, it's still 
blows my mind that we can be part of it. And like Chrissy and I'm Jason, I'm a professional. And I, like I am professional at couch tornado. We have got this what, shit yeah. down. I have like a oh, three-story yeah. house yep. and a projector and a projector. So I get my yeah. easy up up. I Big invite a bunch of people. Speaker system. And yeah, I can't. And the interesting We're good part at is, it. I said, we live in Maine. Way. We have yards and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chrissy's our Chrissy's in the backyard and have a campfire. I'm and still, the interesting part is, is that so please do absolutely <laughs> even in the winter we at New Year's Eve I have a Bring giant a living room so I put Bring it on shovel. one to my and one end of my living room right Donnie yeah. one end, it's a huge oh, yeah. living room mm-hmm. we move around it's we almost, did Jep set at your house and it was one of the most magical beautiful right? beautiful God yeah. I mean yeah. Yeah. my house we has a good vibe feeling good that really yeah cool. so cool that's yeah. important you know yeah. what I mean really I think. Like, look, going to, I, I talked to Andy Bernstein from Headcount about this a little bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, just like my whole Baker's Dozen experience, like, it was good. Mm-hmm. I loved the music and it was cool to see some people. But the New York kind of, you know, everybody getting insanely hammered before the shows and, and like me just being surrounded by like 10 or 13, like, kids that don't give a damn that it's fish and they're just taking Snapchat videos and like, yeah, was that your experience at Baker's Dozen? Did you go to every night? I didn't go to every night. What, I, so I you went shows. to went the to like Jam eight. Donut Night because I was there as well. What was the other nights you went to? Oh Jesus, I went to eight or nine of them. Okay, uh, you got a good I, I went to. I'll tell three you the ones. Dozen. Huh? <laughs> well, I said three quarters for, of a dozen. For me, couch tour yeah. means so much because I got kids in college, man. I got to pay my bills before tour. Mm. I got priorities yeah. too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So. I can still have fun with like 10 people and I don't have to spend $600. Yeah, I just sell I stuff just... on Marketplace on Facebook to make my tickets happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? It just gets to a point where sometimes it's like just sitting with your buddies is so much better yeah. than being, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, I get it. And I do love shows. I really, really oh, me do. Too. But me too. That's why I was so excited something for, about... for Yeah, that's why Curveball is the biggest I mean, the back... Of... Do you understand what happens when it's at my house, right? On my screen, I am. I can literally... Kiss Trey's notes. Right, but there's oh. nothing and then more fun than a fish I can festival. go to the bathroom. Of course. I can get yeah. myself a cocktail. You I can, can throw <laughs> a sweatshirt in the fire. I can literally burn my sweatshirt. <laughs> All right, and we'll be right back with Mike Fenoya. All right, and we are back with Mike Fenoya, and we have been talking about all kinds of awesome stuff, and I wanted to really kind of get into Mike's uh, new podcast that we have on the Osiris Network called Amigos. Um, I had a chance to really get into his first episode, and then uh, he also interviewed uh, Sam Cutler, who is an integral part of the Grateful Dead. But uh, Mike, I have to say, so your first episode, you started in August, and um, there was two kind of quotes I pulled out of that that I really, really liked um, because they just chimed with 
something, you know, what I'm doing with my podcast. And sure. you were said, I like music and people who are passionate about things. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Dawn right? would actually say that. I think I probably have. I'm like, when she said you said that, I'm like, nah. Yeah, that's so funny. I like, it is true. Yes, it's, yes. Go ahead. Apathy, apathy is like the, the most annoying thing in the world to me. I don't like when anybody's like, yeah, I just like whatever's on or I just like whatever, you know, like, come mm-hmm. on, have an opinion, you know, like be into something. Mm-hmm. You learn so much from people who are like really passionate about something you're not. And then you end up like that, pa- that passion just becomes kind of contagious in a way. And you're like, all right, I'm sold. Like, I like you as a person. If you're into this thing enough, I'll have to give it a shot, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know somebody that's really passionate about um, what are those pod things. They're like little dolls pod uh, doll collectors really yeah they're like and, and there's a huge thing oh god probably if there's anybody that's listening that's collecting that collects these would probably hate me right now i know aj massey made a jerry garcia one. Oh, uh, i know who you're talking funk pops pops thank you thank you she has like 400 of them and they they're all about it and she was so excited because and i was pumped too because i'm an aj massey huge aj massey fan he's he's my favorite artist and and uh he made a pop and it's the um it's um you know jerry garcia and but his his face is on uh that uh aj's face is on the box or whatever but she is that's what she does and she is passionate and she is obsessed with it and i'm like tell me more like i don't know anything about those pops but the fact that she loves them so much yeah whatever your gig is in life if you love them like the way i say it i'm like and and this is my own like selfish interpretation of joy is like if you love something I'm, and of course, I love my kids and my family. <laughs> I say blah, that, blah, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, of course, it's like <laughs> the half of yeah, sure I can't do it, right? Yeah, <laughs> sure, you exactly. Um, but if you freaking get off on something, the way that I love fish and the way that it just defines my life and is everything to me, tell me about it. I want to hear it. If it is yeah. it fan like I'm, I'm looking at a fan right now do you like fans <laughs> whatever your gig I is. I honestly think that's why my life fell apart from you know ninety five to. 2000 mm. 90, when fucking jerry died and i really wasn't i had i lost fish because of how i told you my experience yeah and yeah i just didn't i loved my kids and my family blah 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i really just didn't have anything that i was really just you right and i wasn't making dresses i wasn't like doing anything and now i have a million little things i like to do i have too many things <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's kind of how like i i came into comedy you know like I started when I was 29 going on 30 and I had had a million lives already you know I had a couple jobs that I couldn't stand and I had careers that I you know thought I was supposed to pursue or whatever and then I had a terrible snowboarding accident and I snapped my humerus bone in half and I came home to Connecticut and had surgery and I started writing a ton and I was just so bored with life, you know, and I went down to New York city and I did a, like a new talent, whatever night, you know, comics like have the ability they, they, they can, when you're young, there's kind of like this bottom feeding, like kind of level of promoters that are like, Oh yeah, you're a young guy who has a dream. Like let's capitalize off you bring 10 of 15 of your friends and you can get five minutes. So I did that and I went up and did five minutes and the minute I walked off stage, I was like, well, this is my life now. Like I have to like base everything else in my life around comedy because I'd never been so fulfilled and so happy. And it was only until going to 
you know, shows after fish shows after, you know, uh, doing comedy that I was kind of like, this is that feeling that I, you know, I don't want to say it, but I, you know, feel the feeling I forgot kind of, you know, but it's like that, you know, when something you can do makes you feel as good as a concert does, then you know, you're in the right. I still don't have that with my job. Well, it's, I mean, but that's, mm, I have you know. it with little side things I do. You know what I mean? But yeah, my job. Yeah. yeah. I have it with the, with the passion part, like, like my well, action. you have it with your kids. Yeah, well, of, no of course. Doubt. But I'm talking about like my job, like teaching. I teach yeah. children in the forest. I'm a, a forest preschool teacher. And I oh love my God. It. That's so cool. It is. It's beautiful. But there's a lot of politics to it. That's tough, you know, on, on the outside of it. So, um, so the basic of yes, running around and building forts and like, yeah, I'm doing what I love, obviously, but you know, coming back around you know like i was saying i I put something in a group earlier i was like can we just all live in a commune like i'm sick of mingling with the muggles like i can't a little utopia that's how cults start i know i'm having a hard time it's gonna be called the johnny b cult no it's not the the liquor store (laughs) (laughs) she's making fun of me because on the the way here i fucking love donnie so much but on the way here what was it with the wine oh i don't like that wine you have to stop somewhere else yes yes (laughs) that's great we affectionately call her Podzilla. Yes. <laughs> you guys have my favorite beer in the world up there. Uh, main beer lunch. Yeah, well, lunch wait, you favorite. know what? I am a beer, beer freak. And right now, the new brewery that opened in Kittery, Maine, near me, literally makes the best pale ale I've ever tasted in my life. Nice. I know. I'm really That's impressed. awesome. We got a couple good ones down this way, too. But with the podcast, with Amigos, you know, the thing, yeah, that, yeah. I, the thing that I really love about, you know, being with... Uh, you know, our network and with, mm-hmm. you know, that I think that there is a very large crossover between rabid music fans and rabid comedy fans and being a, you know, a comedian or being a music fan and kind of having like my foot in both pools, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think there's a very good opportunity for crossover and intermingling, you know, like I've had, Prior to doing Amigos, I had a podcast called Jamcast where I interviewed – I've got about 80-something old episodes out on iTunes wow. that like you could go listen to. You know, I interview comics about their favorite musicians and um, I plan on kind of bringing you know, some of those old guests back on. But you know, I had the chance to talk with you know, John Popper and Moon Zappa and um, – So why Nick- did you – switch up things out of curiosity why did you change well, from that to this well i was doing that podcast and then i started uh i became at this, this comedy producer for impractical joker's uh, job takes up quite a bit of your time sure. so i kind of had like i was at my bandwidth you know and i kind of needed to like pick a road and uh writing for a television show obviously takes of course so- yeah so like stand up comedy and, and and producing for the tv show uh kind of took up a ton of my time and now i mean i'm still doing both, but I've just would really missed, you know, uh, doing a podcast, especially based around music and comedy. And I wanted to do something outside of the comedy world because, you know, even it's just like for just for people who listen that don't maybe do a podcast or whatever, where you like classify your podcast in iTunes makes so much of a difference because like there's 7 trillion comedy podcasts, there's 7 million music podcasts, but if you have a funny music podcast or a, you know, whatever, then maybe it'll grow faster or whatever. So, you know, I just wanted to kind of attract the right, uh, mindset 
of, of listener, you know, how did, how did Osiris find you then? I found them. I talked to Andy, I talked to Andy Bernstein at a headcount and we were talking a little bit and I, you know, I listened to a couple of episodes of under the scales and, uh, was just sort of thinking about how I wanted to approach the next, uh, project I did. Mm -hmm. And I just felt that, you know, it would be a good addition to the, to the team, you know? So I kind of reached out and, and it worked out right away and had a great talk with RJ and Tom and, you know, the rest is history. Now we're here. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I know about, um, Harris Whittles, uh, yeah. rest his soul, but are there any other comics out there that are into the scene that you know of? Like, um, that are into this not kind really. of thing? I yeah. mean, there's a couple, there's a couple big, you know, um, there's a couple comics that are big deadheads, of course, but, uh, not too many fish, uh, not like I am, at least, you know, sure. well, I mean, I, I kind of, yeah, yeah, you're, a yeah you're part of the family, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> now I have a question. Do you think that that like be, the reason like your comedian fans and like music lovers, you feel like can like coincide together is because they both know how to actually just let loose and have a good time. Do you think that like that has um, something to do with it or I think I think that just like music um, comedy has their, you know, you have your nickelbacks and you have your fishes and you have your <laughs> M&Ms and you have your, you know, machine gun trees. You know what I'm saying? Like you kind of have these, you have these folks that are kind of like, you know, you, you can get your mainstream, like easy well, I pop. I feel like anybody that likes nickelbacks shouldn't be allowed in America. Hey, rude. <laughs> How rude. There's gotta be something I good to those that. guys. I agree. I don't know. I've never hey, really listened hey, to them. I just don't think I'm right done. <laughs> but what I mean by that is like, you know, there's the comics that are pushing themselves always to like improvise and do something new. Whether it's through crowd work, whether it's through writing new material, whether it's staying, you know, relevant to topics or whatever the case may be. And then there's people who kind of just like I'm not saying, you know, Nickelback takes the easy way out, but you understand what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no. I think that like there's kind of uh my dad said it, there's an ass for every seat, you know? And I think that the comedy I like really does equate similarly to the music that I like where you know, Dave Attell isn't going to do the same set every single night he gets up. And some jokes ah. may flop because they're brand new and he wrote it 20 minutes before he got on stage. But at least he's got the balls to do it. Yeah. And I think about Fish's Wingsuit. Halloween set. Halloween. I think about that yeah. that Fuego Halloween set so often yep. because who has the balls in music to go up on one of the two biggest nights of their, you know, anticipated year? Yeah. When everybody's expecting them to do, you know, Houses of the Holy or whatever, mm-hmm. and they go up and they play right. all new. Cover their own album. Oh, man. And that to me what is just. What a special I've comics, night that I've was. comics that yeah. hate the band, that hate mm-hmm. the music, that story. And they're like, that's so, like, just music. People who, like, respect live performance as an art and, and the guts that it takes to get up and, you know, try one new joke, let alone a new half hour, you know, in a night. I didn't know. I tell them that story and they're like, that's unbelievable that they, and I'm like, well, it's really kind of unbelievable to us because we gave them the the freedom and the liberty 
to do that. You know, like yeah. we're not throwing beers at them. We're applauding them. And we're did, saying, wow, we can't wait. For did that you to- have people around you that were pissing and moaning? Cause I didn't, I wanted to fucking punch them out. I have to tell yeah, you how it was- much. It was really hard to <laughs> just be like, what do you even know? What's yes. Of course we all wanted Zeppelin. Of course. Blah, blah, blah. But hold on a second. No, no, no. It's a brand new we're fish getting album. A brand new fish album. Yeah. Like, yeah. hello. Wow. I oh, can't even believe people wouldn't be excited about that. Oh my god, there was Why a guy behind me. I wanted to lay artist. him out. I have. Well, I was Miss Elizabeth like that night, and 20. I wanted. To, that would make uh, me mad. Yeah. I would. Yeah, Dude, I would feel like. Yeah. To see an artist <laughs> perform something brand yeah, new would be the true. epitome of yeah. all that they are, and especially our band. Like, yeah, you know, I just get I don't it. get it. You know, you have yeah. to sit down, I, I you respect, shut up. Mm-hmm. I respect their guts so much, mm-hmm. and I think about that quite often when it comes to, you know, when you're when you're doing comedy, you kind of get to a point where, you know. Like I said, like you, if I'm hosting a show or I'm just like warming up for someone or whatever, I'm going to do what I know works and, and I'm going to not necessarily, um, you know, go too far into the new, you know, like if I've got something that's, when you have a joke that's new and and it works mathematically, like sometimes the thing just clicks and it's like, all right, this is going to work. Um, you get super excited about that joke and you want to do that joke all the time and you want to throw away the old stuff because you feel like this new thing is a vehicle to this whole new chapter in your writing and you're going to become this new amazing comic that's like, watch out world, here I come. And it just doesn't happen that way, you know? <laughs> so it's like sometimes you got to kind of peel back, but the, the ability to go up on stage this weekend at Mohi, at the at the casino, I did probably about, you know, 60%. I'd say probably now, like 50, 50, like old stuff and new stuff. And it felt great. It felt incredible. Yeah. And it, I just think about, I think about that set all the time from, from them. And that just really is kind of like a, like a beacon of like that, that that's like what I want my, the confidence in my own ability to be. And the is funny to be able thing to go is, is that I like, freaking I love Wingsuit and Fuego. I love that. All of those songs. Yeah. Oh my God. Abe Vagoda and a Wombat. Hello, Abe Vagoda and a God. Right? I know. And I love it because all of us were really confused. We're like, did he just really dance that? Like, and for the people who actually knew Abe Vagoda, and he died very shortly after he that. He did. He yeah. did. And actually, I heard it was a podcast. I heard an interview. Um, I don't know. Mike, did you hear the interview um, about how they found Mike? What happened? Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. Dar- I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Abe's, yeah. So Abe's like at a like a like a senior citizen home and like whatever. And then all of a sudden he gets a phone call and they're like, um, "Do you want to come to Atlantic City and dress up in a wombat suit and be on a stage for fish?" <laughs> and he's like, "Absolutely, ah, sure." You know, and like so, you know, we're all Halloweened out and all the party favors. And, I didn't know we could move like and that. Candy, I don't. Yeah, he was killing it. Oh all. my god, we really, I, we're like, and and there was so many people just didn't know who Abe Vigoda was, myself included. Yeah, so Jason's ten years younger, right? So he's just like, uh, I don't know, you know. I was wearing a full fledged like professional made Macho Man costume. And she was his... I was, you, I was and, Elizabeth. I, I can't had believe the, they didn't win, honestly. I had the I heavyweight title yeah. belt. Nice. I had tights. I had the left. Mike, I'll text your picture after. All made Please up. do. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I mean, I ran into uh, a, it's amazing. To an interesting crossroads where I had to take a piss, but these tights were, you know, fucking tight. So I go to the bathroom. He's got huge balls. Hey. That yeah, wasn't my wife that. that said that. Don't worry about that. Um, so I go in to take a leak. I go up to the urinal. I can't, like, it's still too tight when I just <laughs> pull the old boy out. So I have to, little boy, you know how little boys pull their pants <laughs> all the way down at the yeah, urinal? Yeah. That's how I had to rock it at the end of set break. 
Because I wasn't going to go great. get oh. in line again. And then he came across freaking Hulk Hogan. On, oh, the on, on the boardwalk. On the boardwalk. I retain the title. That boardwalk gets radical after it a while. Does. Out there, yeah, it's like on Halloween. Yeah, it's like Fish's playpen. That I had the title and Miss Elizabeth. He wasn't going to say shit. I left with both <laughs> of them. Don't I worry grew about up that. In Point Pleasant Beach, New Jersey, and so yeah, yeah, you're, yeah that's yeah. you're used to it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm used yeah, to it. it's just it's it's really fun to have the uh, you know it's it's cool that podcasts give us the ability to go find the right audience you know and well, I, I hope that you know the thing that's cool about uh, osiris is that uh i think it's nowhere but up for us you uh, know yeah we are definitely on like the cool team this is just it's so cool it really yeah. is um and like before we before we get off the interview i need to because you interviewed sam cutler and mm-hmm. i just like oh Every like all of it, all of it was really, really good. Thanks. Uh, yeah, just and and so just uh, if we like two quick questions, uh, quick, sure. Especially <laughs> and quick questions on that. So, how did you connect with Sam Cutler? And then part of that um, in there, you talked about that you had a relationship with Ken Casey. Yeah, yeah. The, so the answer part A, part B there. Because Sam was amazing, and that's a whole thing. And so, episode six, right? So for for and we'll I'll kind of pump that one out too, because I think that you you know that's going to be a big one. I think to our listeners, as far as you know, that Grateful Dead connection, as far as because he was the tour manager from From what year to what year for the Dead, sixty nine to like seventy four, I think. Yes, yes, exactly, Um, exactly. So mm -hmm. I had reached out to Sam a while back um, when I had another show Mm -hmm. and I wanted to have him on it. And I think he was going through like a move or something. And we kind of, you know, um, we lost contact. And then right when I started this up again, uh, you know, it's funny. I was watching Fare Thee Well and I was like, man, I want to talk to Sam about, you know, uh, just everything about about the dead. Did you go there? Were you at GD50 Chicago? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. 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 But yeah. I'm, I'm talking about the um, I saw him at on the documentary. Oh, sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, so. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I just had his contact info from from a while back. And I just said, hey, man, I don't know if you remember me, but, you know, I'd love to interview you. And he was like, it took about a month or two to like figure it all out because he's in Australia. Mm. So he was always like he's a day ahead of us. Not interesting. So like I think right now it's like. Yeah, yeah. Mid at mid morning yeah, there. Like, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, the Keezy thing though, I I met him at Darien Lake in ninety seven and I was hanging out it was by raining my, that night. Am I right? No. I was hanging out by my no. car. No, that was two thousand. It poured, I think. I wasn't there in two thousand. Ninety seven for some reason. I was I was on that entire tour, but that show I was not able to get into for some reason. I don't remember why. But. Maybe it rained a little. I don't know. I, I was on the lawn. I don't remember it. Ah, but, gotcha, um, gotcha. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, growing up worshiping and studying the Grateful Dead, I, I knew Keezy, and I, you know, then my senior year in high school was ninety seven. So I I graduated and then went to you know, a bunch of fish that summer and, uh, Darien Lake Keezy's in the parking lot. So I go running over uh-uh. and there's the bus and he, uh, him and all the pranksters yeah. are outside in the parking lot and yeah, he opens busted up the a back door that summer. Mm-hmm. and he goes, Whoa. And he just screams and I'm like, Holy shit. And he's like, what's up pal. And we start talking and I go, can I come on the bus? And he was like, Hey, everybody's welcome on the bus. And he like brings us on and he, I looked around and I was like, where'd Garcia used to sit? And I was asking him all these, I think he could tell I was really interested, you know? Yeah. And he was like, well, this is a replica. This is the old one is kind of, you know, on my farm and blah, blah, blah. And I kept in touch with him. He gave me a card for intrepid trips. 
which was his, you know, business venture at the time where they were taking all the old prankster videos and uh, kind of tie dye dipping them and, you know, selling them on the intrepidtrips.com. So he came out during that show during Forbin's and did, uh, it went Forbin's prankster rap camel walk and Keezy just went up and talked about for two years, the bozos have been missing, but it, uh, they, you know, they got word that they were going to be at the fish concert. And I kind of thought like, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it now, but the guy who was kind of like in charge of getting the dead up and going and really turning them on to improvisation, you know, Ken Kesey and the acid tests and all that here he is now two years after Jerry died telling fish fans that, you know, the bozo, like you're the bozos, you're the new group of Ah. intrepid travelers and you're the new, you know, you're, you're the new generation that's going to carry the torch. I knew that. And it, freed, it, it made me so happy and mm. it was such a wild thing. So I went to college that fall and I majored in English and I was always doing creative writing and stuff. I worship Jack Kerouac. I read the, all beat literature all the time. And I kept, I wrote to Keezy and we had kind of like a pen pal type relationship where I still have all the emails saved. It's so cool. Of course. I would, I would send him stuff I wrote and he's like, read more Burroughs, read more Burroughs, read more Ferlinghetti, like read more... Tom Wolf read, you know, and he told me what to read and I would read it. So my senior year, I had the chance to, um, do a, uh, thesis and I, it was on my choice and I wanted to interview people who choose to live out off the beaten path, you know, uh, because of music. And basically I got my college to pay for a couple tickets to Phil and friends, couple tickets to Trey band. And then I emailed, uh, you're a prankster. Yeah. yeah, Griff. You know? So I, I, I emailed Keezy and I'm like, can I interview you thinking he would be like, you know, email me some questions. And, but he goes, yeah, here's my address. Let me know when you're here. And I'm wow. like, I called him and I'm like, so I could come out and visit. And he was like, yeah, I'd love to have you. So not and his I, address, but where was he living? Obviously, but where was he living at the time? Is it well, like- in Oregon. Oregon. Uh, where in Oregon? The- on his the farm. Will- I know, but. Yeah, on his farm, the Willamette Valley, like yeah. right outside of Eugene. Okay. And, okay. Uh, yeah. Beautiful little old farmhouse. And, mm-hmm. you know, I went out there and uh, I stayed with him and his wife. And I, I had so many unbelievable oh, experiences on that trip because, like, I, you know, I went out there with a list of questions to ask him and I, you know, very quickly crumpled that up and threw it out the window yeah, because yeah. it's like, who the hell? I was 20. What was I, 21? And, I and I'm here with... I can't even imagine. I cannot you believe this happened recorder? to you. bring a Yeah, I Holy brought a tape. I just, I just actually... Ugh. I just, I recently just did digital... What, what would you call them? Digitized? Yeah, uh, you, you transferred the, the it over. Tapes. And he yeah. told me... You want to know what's kind of funny is... Uh, wow. I flew into the wrong airport. I flew into to Portland, <laughs> Oregon. fish kid. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah right? And, I fl- and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm at Portland, whatever. And he's like... You're at the wrong airport. He's like, I'm not driving six hours to come yeah. get you. He goes, yeah. take a Greyhound bus. So I took a bus from Portland, Oregon to Eugene, and he yeah. picked me up at the bus station. He had a white pickup truck with a sticker on the side that said, ban the bullet, because uh, his nephew or his grandson, Caleb, was working on this like art project for school, and he made stickers that said, ban the bullet, which is so <laughs> apropos now even, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, uh, sure. we, you know, he picked me up. We went and... Uh, he bought some some gin and uh, he said, what do you want? And I'm like, let's get some beers. And he goes, you're one of them cigarette smoking, beer drinking New Englanders, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, because <laughs> I like that. So 
we uh, we went back to his house. He made a delicious dinner, and uh, we got a little bit. Uh, I brought some some bud with me, and mm-hmm. uh, we smoked. And I, he goes, you know, that doesn't even really hit me. He goes, you mind if we get Mind into some of mine and I'm like sure and you want some adult and I was scared out of my mind right? I was walking around his yard he had about a thousand peacocks walking around in his yard <laughs> I was sitting there and, but what was interesting is right away he starts into telling me like you know we, we had one of those you know when you meet someone and you don't have to try yeah. to have a rapport you just instantly connect you've already been friends had, we kind of had that thing. And I feel like he was a master at that, though. God, I mean, he I'm made not, it so com- not, Yeah, he I was really, really made nervous, it easy. You know? I, I was just, but, but he put me at ease, and he was right away right. like, you know, I was looking at pictures on his wall of, you know, uh, him at, you know, climbing the pyramids in Egypt, and him with Dylan, and him with, you know, Robbie Robertson, and Bill Walton. And I mean, just his wall was full of just amazing, you know, mm. just an old barn, an old farmhouse, very humble, you know, existence mm-hmm. in his backyard. The uh, original bus uh, was was mossing over. Really? And, so just, what just I, growing in the back. Well, what he decided, the Smithsonian wanted it, but he decided that he wanted it just to reenter <laughs> the uh the earth, you know, yes. and kind of, you know, Perfect. but him and I were chipping moss off the bus and it, he realized that the whatever um, natural elements that were in the moss were kind of giving mm-hmm. the original paint job a little bit of a revitalization, oh, which made wow. him spark up and he was very excited and happy and we started chipping away Shut up. at the paint. Wow. And it was kind you of had like, like a trippendipular experience with him. It was unbelievable. Oh my God. Oh my God. So keep going. Sorry. So you're, you're picking fuck. moss off of the roof yeah, well, for the box. You know, it's, it's very, it, it's really wow. neat because it's one of those things that, you know, like the whole thing happened and I kind of, I mean, God, I could tell you 10 million stories, but like we just had such a fun experience. Um, at one point, he got a call from uh, Mountain Girl and said, String Cheese is playing at Horning's Hideout. We have passes for you. And he goes, I don't want to go. He goes, here, take my pickup truck, meet up with my son, Zane, and you go to the show. So Did you I go to Horning's Hideout? The I ultimate miracle. Hideout. What? And, and I got to hang out with, uh, like, we were in the family camping area. So you we did go to, oh, my man. God, Horning's Hideout. That is like, oh, that's like, seriously. I lived in Oregon, in Portland for three years. And that's definitely oh, one yeah, of those it's old. beautiful place. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's yeah. Canopy of, I, I was there shows with, like, from there on tape. Yeah, yeah, wow. I was, I got to hang, like, with Zane Kesey and uh, uh. Mountain Girl and John Barlow and, you know, all the, like, you know, the guys from the band and, sure. and it was just such a weird thing, but it also kind of felt very normal because I had like Keezy's like seal of approval or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You and then truck. I So you're, you're younger than me. Cause I'm 45. You're, what'd you say? 38. 38. And the weird thing is, is so I also started very young. So I was on tour in 91 Okay. and like toured. And like the Dead you like were literally the epitome of all I wanted to experience. Like all you just said after reading like, you know, Electric State and all that and yeah. oh my God. Wow. He's really wild. He was yeah. such a sweet you know, like my, my one of my two favorite movies of all times is Jaws and it came on and we were watching it together and we were going line for line like you know, we were just like buddying up after a while. And he told me a lot of really uh, amazing stories about the dead, about how Garcia used to be asleep sitting up in a chair and he would read until he fell asleep because he was scared to die in his sleep. And lo and behold, he did. Jerry was and, scared and to he die. Also, 
told he told me a couple stories about like you know he, Ken had a, another son named Jeb, and he died in a uh, and he was a wrestler for the University of Oregon, and they had to go to a meet in Washington, and they needed a a ride, so this local farmer offered up his like chicken truck to drive the, the wrestlers and the truck went off the road and it killed Keezy's son. Oh, and, and Keezy uh, was at him, him and his whole family were at the next dead show that they played in Eugene and they, it was in a theater and Keezy and his family had a balcony and they did broke down palace and they turned the spotlight on and put it right on Keezy's family. And they sang the whole fairly well fair, you know, and the oh. whole crowd gave the Keezy's a big ovation and like, I'm getting chills now just yeah, thinking about I'm getting chills. Wow. The story. So um, the, I'm trying to rush through because I don't want to like take up too much of your time. But You're basically what happened was this, two months after I inter- interviewed him, he died. And so two months you I have, with him, he I have died. his, mm-hmm. I, you know, what I believe to be. And now I think another prankster was writing for AARP at the time. <laughs> I think <laughs> like he interviewed him right around the same thing? time. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. they were in their 60s. Yeah. So. Yeah. They weren't really. We're not sure if I have the final or the second to last or whatever. Uh, who, who? I don't give a shit. Yeah. I have. I have an interview with Keezy that was towards the end of his life, but I ended up publishing it in Relics Magazine in exchange for a job working for them. Wow. And I Good got for a you. Chance to go to Bonnaroo and meet Bob Weir and do all these amazing things. Wow. Talk to you know. So to me, that the gift that Keezy gave me kind of is this thing of like just go for it and always go further and you never know what is going to happen so now here I am doing stand-up comedy and I'm friends with my hero Dave Attell and it's just such a weird way that you know you know and I have a podcast on you know the guy who wrote most the of the you're, like, yes. you're like the essential <laughs> old soul. Like you clearly yeah, I, have been here before. Mm. <laughs> you're like you're not. Well, I wonder what's next. I'm excited not, to see. What, yeah, yeah, mm. amazing. It's, it's just that whole thing was just that. Like Keezy kind of gave me like the green light to just be like, have the balls to just try. Do it. Mm-hmm. And as long as you've got something pure in your heart that you're going for, nothing will stand in your way. So you know, that's like kind of it. You know. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, I recently got a new client and I finally like was in his office. Maybe we should get him. And I was like, wow, why do you have all these posters signed? Like, what is happening? And, you know, he's like in his early 70s and he's like, oh, uh, you know, I'm Nick Klantos. And he was the he was co-CEO with Bill Graham of nope. Bill Graham Productions. And I mean, he read Bill Graham's um, obituary and was like you know, the officiator of his, um, of his will and shit. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I'm it's like, all about connections, man. I'm I mean, like, yeah. wow. So yeah. now well, I'm, you're texting in... you, I'm texting you a picture of me and Keezy in front of the bus. Yay. Good, good, good. So you'll see that when, uh, yeah. if you want to put that up. With, oh, uh, absolutely. But I, I have an inter. I have an episode of my old podcast that, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to redo and tell the story again because I'll tell That's you awesome. what, one thing that it. I'm very annoyed with myself about is I haven't done much with that that visit of Keezy's It's an I amazing because, thing, too. Well, I know. well you know She's what? amazing. Yeah. Ken Keezy's whole experience and all the books written mm-hmm. about it is just like the electric Kool-Aid acid test and all that. I'm just, wow. He's what? A, yeah, he's he an integral. Go ahead. He drove, he just, he took, we did the whole, most of our, our visit, 
was like in his truck and he just drove me around Oregon and told me like, you know, this used to be the lumber area. This used to be the mill. This used to be, you know, I, my elementary school used to be here. You are one lucky uh, young man. Did he that's still, for sure. Did he still drive like an asshole in his old age? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what was kind of funny. He was eating peanuts with the windows down the whole time. And I was holding the tape recorder. And anytime he would throw a peanut shell out the window, it would fly back in and bounce off the back window and like <laughs> shoot at my face. So I'm just dodging peanuts the whole time. And uh, I mean, he was pretty much, I mean, he was, he was sick. He yeah. was real. You know, he had his liver was failing sure. and he was, yeah. you know, you could see from the picture. He just looked a little old. Yeah, You're like yeah. one of a kind at your age that yeah. gets that. That true essence of the vibe of dude, he got his what? school to buy him concert tickets. I know, mm, come like, on. But you That's also, grift, do you know yeah. how many people mm-hmm. your age hung out with and related to that Ken Kesey? Like none. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and I, I guess the whole thing is just kind of like you know. That's why I like the fact that we have podcasts, and that's why I like the fact that we have Osiris, is because you can have a place to go to find people that are like mine. Like I'm so stoked to hang with you guys in Albany. It's like, we got new yes, friends yes, now where you're yes. like, you know, where it's like this Bam. whole new, and that's the thing that's great about comedy and me. I've met so many cool deadheads and fish fans through doing stand up because mm-hmm. like whether I'm wearing a t-shirt on stage or whether I'm telling a joke about something and we then, are everywhere. you know, yeah. yeah. And it's, that's, the I, cool I actually you know. hope that like someday my daughter recognizes it because you know, she was born in 93. So she, she saw a dozen dead shows And I'm like, and recently one of my girlfriends sent me this picture of her first show when she was like literally in a, like a papoose in my front, like a little papoose, like a little front carrier. Oh, And, you know, I'm like, and she's smiling and she looks so happy and I'm so young. I'm 21. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, she sent me this picture. I didn't even know what existed. That's awesome. And, you know, right now my daughter is an amazing singer, but she's like Motown. Yeah. That's so cool, though. I'm like, I hope, like, I really, I think she's really starting to get it. Like, wow, I saw Jerry. She really saw like 12 Jared. times. I only got yeah. to see him twice. Most people I haven't know. seen him. She in saw our, a lot. Yeah. Of, she might have even seen him more. Right? Yeah. And the music, the music we love is nothing without Motown. So maybe right? she's gonna uh, exactly. Maybe she's gonna follow Actually, that path. She's so good at Motown that do you know when she goes to Daniel Street now, Don? Mm-hmm. She can say Pearls here. And she goes to the top of the fucking list, and they, <laughs> it, I'm not kidding you. Wow. Like, she's right up top, and they say, the everybody else leave. <laughs> I just have to be able to stay till 10 o'clock. I have right? to be able to stay up till 10 o'clock, because that's when these young kids oh, go out, you boy. know? <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, Mike, thank you so much for sharing your story. Like, I feel like we could do like a a part two with this. Yeah, that was awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, thank you guys so much. And I'll have you on mine. And, you know, I mean, it's just the beginning. We should be be doing a lot of stuff together, you know? Yes. That would be so awesome. So we were going to be right back with Market Price. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to yet another thrilling episode of Market Price, everyone's favorite fish game show. Tonight, we'll be playing with the lovely Donnie, Don Jenkins, um, Salty Tits herself, Christy Graziano. <laughs> Do not wait. 
Oh, that. nope. Sorry. And our new it's friend Mike Fenoya. Thanks Salty for tuning in, Mike Fenoya. Yeah. Salty uh, excuse me. Oh, I screwed that up. I screwed it up. It's the <laughs> the beautiful Christy Graziano and Salty Tits, Mike Fenoya. That's right. Thank okay. You. All right. Here we go. We're gonna play a one minute clip of uh, a fish tune. Uh, Donnie's going to guess first on this first one, followed Woo! by Christy, and then Salty Tits, you're up third. Um, everyone will give their guess uh, as to the date of the song, and I'll give out the point, and we'll go on to the next one. Okay. Everyone's close without going over against Here we jewels. go. That's a weird under. Uh, 2000s and above. That's a weird ground. Growl of sorts. Hmm. I don't agree with you, Chrissy. Yeah. Any idea? Anyone? Nothing. It's still kind of out there, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, this part can be anything, right? And it sounds. It sounds like it's in an indoor outdoor arena. Not all the best recordings either. So it's really gonna grind you out. Do we have an order? Yeah, Yeah. John's gonna go first. Christy, Mike, you're third. That's tough. I'm gonna go with uh, um, 623.93. Wow, so different. 623.93, okay. Christy, what do we think? I'm actually going to go with July 2011. Seven something 2011. Okay, Mike? Any $1. $1. Um, I'm going with... And you can do $1. Which well, would that be, would be 1987. You know, whatever, but yeah, you, you yeah. get the mm-hmm. idea. I'm going to go 81696. 81696. Smack dab in the middle. Well, we... Uh, Mike Fenoya with a win. He gets uh, one point. Uh, it, was, you get? it was actually May 23rd, 2000. See, and I uh, said... In Roseland Ballroom, New York City. Why do you listen to me? You don't listen to me. I, in the beginning, I said I, I thought know. it sounded like the 2000s. Go oh, my goodness. Okay, Mike Chrissy with one point. and I point. have issues. Mike, I'm going to tell you right now. Don't worry. Don't, well, <laughs> Deep-rooted market price issues. I'll try my best to keep them on track. Christy... <laughs> You're up first okay. on the next one. I'm ready. Song number two. Mike's winning one zero zero. And here we go. Old clubby ass. It sounds like. This is a very weird segment of a song. I know. What the fuck? Definitely outdoor. So funny. I hear indoor. <laughs> Why do you say that? I just feel like this. I, well, I. It sounds to me like a like a. Maybe it's just the recording quality. It sounds to me like kind of like a amphitheatery sounding. Lots of wild cards audience. out there. Uh, see, his... I feel like this sounds old. Trey's voices. Well, 
Christy, you're up first. What do you think? I'm still going to stick with July 2010. July something of 2010. Okay, Mike, what do you think? I'm going to say 1231.94. That's a huge difference. Okay, Don. I'm going to say 10.491. 10-4-91. Donald, you, you've been playing this game? Because you just got a point. That was 8 93 Hey! Your 18th birthday. birthday. My 18th birthday. You're right. Um, I thought it sounded I, wicked It was old, in Grand Rapids, but... Michigan, so I don't know if it's indoor or outdoor. That's all I wrote down for the venue. All I know is I'm always super wrong, so I've started going with the opposite of what I think. Yeah. <laughs> Christy likes to pigeonhole herself. She likes to do the $1 bet, but she screws it up and says the day before. So she only has a one-day possibility of winning. Hey, I learned my lesson. Okay, now it's Mike 1, Donnie 1, Christy 0. Song number 3. Mike, you're up first. Get your blood flowing. It's gonna be the lyrics. Get the wait for the lyrics. Although they don't do with it part one or part two anymore. Ooh, who knows? It's hard to say. I mean, I picked it, and I still don't know what I would guess. I have my guess. I have my guess. All right, Mike. What do you think? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go September. I'm going to go I'm going to go 9-15-94. 9-15-94. Donnie? I'm going to go with um, 12... Uh, 2010. Okay, so far, Christy, you're up. We have a uh, September 15th, 94, 12, 20, 1990. And How different it is. <laughs> Jesus, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Wait, what did he say? 94. Uh, and Donnie said 12, 20, 2010. I'm going to go 7-11-2012. Ooh, 7-11-12. Um, you guys are all way off. It was uh, 7-22-2016. Yeah, oh. damn it. I was thinking that. The Forum, Inglewood, <laughs> California. Christy with the point. Yay! Christy, yay, you got a point. <laughs> I never get points, just to let you know. Nice. <laughs> oh yeah, that was right on the tip of your tongue. Exactly. Right? I, don't, I don't even understand. Like it's all a fucking crapshoot. <laughs> okay. I'm trying. I really hey. am trying these days. I I got at least that it was this whole Dude, thing originally started old fish new fish. We're at a dead heat. Everyone right. has one point. Woo. Going into yeah, song number four. Donnie, you're up first. All right. 
starting in the middle here. I'm already going to go later Oh, I jump date. all around. Oh, I feel like I've heard this. Yeah, they have a good m- melodic melody. You know, you know, it's it's hard picking a theme right at this point because earlier on in the theme, maybe like a couple minutes in, you can really tell whether it's like a pre nine like like you know two point yeah. The early themes get so there's nothing better to me than like the earlier. This themes. is the big leagues, bro. We don't play the I beginning know. of the song. <laughs> Donna, you're up first. Shit. Okay. Uh, let's go with. Mm, uh, June 6, 2012. 6 6 12? Yeah. What are you, a Satanist? Um, freaking fo- Christy, you're the- up. Oh, yeah. 6 6 12. Christy, let's go. What do you uh, think? I'm thinking. Give me a sorry, second. Sorry. Jesus. Did you hear the song? Uh, Give me an answer. Seven. <laughs> I'm gonna go seven, seven six, thirteen. Seven, six, thirteen. Okay, Mike, your prize uh, yeah. for the steer. Well, September ninth, two thousand. Don't don't give him that much lead. September nine nine two thousand, and that's Mike with the win. Shit, Actual fuck. play date was May twenty eighth, two thousand eleven, in Bethel, New York. It'd be on a Saturday. I was closer. I was going to say Bethel. Who cares about closer? It's closest without going over. Mike with the point. Closer and lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, quite a few. (laughs) That's why we play the game. You know what I'm saying? All right, Christy, you're up first. What's the scores? Oh, Mike two, Donnie one, Christy one. Mike, if you win, I'm going to bring you Jules and Albany. You know that? Okay. All right. I'll lose. I promise. Okay. My last Here name we go. is Jules, though. You don't want to lose. Kill you. you said Jules. <laughs> I said Jules. Jules. Oh, sorry. Great. Forget that. What do you think I said? You. Nothing. Song number six. Let's go. Five. Excuse me. Five. 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 Song five. Fishman told me this is his favorite song to play. He tells every girl that. <laughs> oh, so tough. I love when fish sounds tough. Yeah, this is wicked tough. I honestly don't know if this is before the break or after. Right. I'm ready. That's well, not your guess. Well, I'm ready anyway. <laughs> Who's guess? My guess or Christy's? Christy, what do you think? 12-30-2007. 12-30-07? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. No, I mean no. Mike, <laughs> no, you're right. up. Forget it. This is what, it's a valid this guess. Is, it's a date, Mike. You're up. <laughs> this is why Ten. I'm not allowed to play. 
Uh, October um, 15th, 2010. 10, 15, 10. I can still so win. far we have 12, 30, 07, 10, 15, 10. Done? October 31st, 17. 10, 31, 17. Oh, oh hold on. 10, 31, 17. Um, Donnie with the steel. That was uh, June 25th, 2018 in the Bill Graham Civic Center. Woo! Uh, I know. They that weren't, was this year. That And they weren't playing in 2007, no, right? No, they weren't. Correct, <laughs> Christy. Good, I will not good guess. ever remember that. Yeah, I don't remember I that don't either. I do dates. Hey, that date still could have won, but not today. I know. I understand that. Okay, song number six. Here Some we're only people, gonna do two more songs. Okay. Some people more. think I'm two lame. Two more songs. You're Mike not. and Donnie are tied at two apiece. You're Christy cool. has one. So here's song number six. Mike, you guess first. Dude, th- I love that reprise, man. It was really capped off a huge <laughs> night. Um, Mike, it's your guess, brother. That means he was there and he's a youngin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, then uh um nine one thirteen. Uh try again. <laughs> nine no, two. I didn't hear that. Okay, nine two thirteen. All right. All right, Donnie, what do you think? Uh, I'm gonna go with nine. Uh, no, no, no. Twelve. Uh, twenty-nine, eleven. 12, I'm gonna 29, go 11. with seven twenty ninety-four. Seven twenty <laughs> ninety-four. Christy wins. I, I was just fucking with you. Everyone oh, has two points. Yeah. That, that was. Um, Did Christy win? Yeah, she she <laughs> got the point for that one. Uh, it was, was twelve thirty one ninety seven New Year's Eve's Madison Square Garden. Oh shit! Uh, the whole you being a youngin thing threw me off. I know, I did. That I know, See, right? Oh, Mike, look at her. Mike, you don't listen to them. <laughs> don't Damn listen to me, Mike. I'm sorry. <laughs> I listen to Playa. I listen to her too. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> all right, I, oh, well, I've never won. I, okay, hey, listen. Yes. There's two more songs that. This is how we're gonna end the tiebreaker. Oh, you okay? The first letter of every song spells out a song name itself. We oh, didn't do God. two at what? the end. What? No, I've been so ta- drinking. Oh, beer. well, I don't maybe know you should have been paying about. attention. What, you what is it? So it's it's <laughs> a it's a nine letter song word. Oh, like from Watkins Glen. It's a huh? not like dicks. You mean? Yeah, dicks. It's I was there. I originally picked nine songs. Yeah. So can you remember what the first? Oh song my God! Was? So the can first I one to get someone? it wins. It's Wait. a nine. What am I guessing? That the song? Yeah. That it spells out? Correct. 
Fluffhead. Nope. All right. uh, Think about it's it. Not, it's nine we, letters. I'll, I'll, I'll run it down. It was, good, it was a good guess. It was Mike's song, Esther, Axela, Theme from the Bottom, Saw It Again, Tweezer Reprise, Iculus, Camelot, Kill Devil Falls. Come on, guys. I it's just the- read it. There you go. Yay! All right. Mike Benoyer with a win, everybody. <laughs> I was going to say that. Well, you were too slow. Say it faster, booze bag. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's salty. It's okay. Thank you for tuning in. And always remember. Please have your pets and wooks spayed neutered. Thank you for tuning in. Have a good night. Take care. Bye-bye. Love you. See ya. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Female Centrics with Mike Fenoya. Thank you, Mike, for joining us. You're yeah, that was tons blast. of fun. Thank you guys so much. Yes. Anytime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you ever uh, find we yourself have, we have up in Maine. About, yeah, we do. We do. Honestly, it was it was kind of like like that, like, oh, I had a whole list of things with Dr. Ken Kesey. I had a whole list of things to talk to you, and I didn't even get I to it. I can't even so. believe that story about Ken Kesey. I know. I just, I'm like, love fuck, it. the chills. Let's do, uh, let's crazy. Get, we'll do one in Albany. Oh, yeah. I would love it. I would Amazing. love it. Definitely. Amazing. We'll do an Amigos. Yeah, we're going to party, kid. Right on. Thank you guys so much. All right. Awesome. Have a good night. Thank good night. you. Later.